Again, this is your Umbuji Foodie. And want to thank you for joining me on a Saturday. It's kind of snowy out there. Little flurries. But, you know, it's always the best time to talk about food and things that are going to be warm and comforting for us. And that's my job. (laughs) That's what I'm bringing to you, as always, on every show. And to make sure that uh, you are finding out all of the good things about foods in your area, St. Paul area, East St. Paul specifically. But then also, you know, we also venture out and do other parts of the city as well. Because, you know, they're just as important. Can't have our neighbors and other uh, brother and sister restaurants out there. And even other foodies thinking that we don't love you but we do we really do so once again i want to thank you all so much for being with me uh, this morning it's going to be kind of as always just a open type of discussion there's no i don't have a guest so i'm just going to pretend like you all are my guest you're always my guest every week so I'm talking specifically to you all out there that are enjoying food just as much as I do. And that's what this show is really about, you know, helping others like yourselves to know that there are places for you to enjoy good food. But we know that we are coming up to a holiday time season, specifically Thanksgiving. So I want to ask you. What exactly are you doing for Thanksgiving? I mean, I know myself, I am, I am, my mic is falling apart here. There we go. Sorry about that. But I am, I live here by myself. Uh, I do have, of course, friends in the city and, and whatnot, but... Um, You know, sometimes you want to just kind of like have them over or contribute to the Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Maybe it might be your first time having Thanksgiving or inviting people over. What exactly are you going to do? Do you have any idea what you're planning to do? I would love to probably hear from some of you and hey, let me know. Give me an idea of what you think you might be doing for Thanksgiving. You could always feel free to call us here at the radio station on WEQY. Uh, the telephone number here to call in if you want to make a comment and uh, talk about perhaps what you might be doing for Thanksgiving. The number here is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. In the meantime, I'm just going to kind of mention... You know that you know it really doesn't have to be really difficult for you to have you know to host if you would Thanksgiving, especially if you've never done it before. Yeah, uh, you can definitely do it and not have to worry about the headache. Definitely, you know, include friends and family and let them know that hey, this is going to be your first time uh, that you would love to host them. Um, you know, other friends, um, but 
not because you're saying don't have your their expectations really high, but just let them know that, you know, any suggestions that they might offer uh, will be helpful. Uh, but also, you know, they might be able to help contribute uh, a dish or two. But if not, and you just want to kind of do it all on your own, that's fine as well. Uh, you know, you can do that very easily. You know, I was checking out uh, a few recipes and so forth, and I came across an article, um, and it's by, and it's a website that I go to every now and then uh, to get recipes and something interesting that I might do. Um, recipes, uh, allrecipes.com, and it talked about Thanksgiving menus for beginners, all the way up to experts, those that, you know, okay, you don't really need to have that full-on understanding of what step by step and things to do you know if you're just a person that likes to get in there and knows what you're doing and knows how to cook do that definitely do that make sure you invite people like myself please because you know we're we want to enjoy it as well but (laughs) of course it's the ones that you know they want to try their hand for the first time at Thanksgiving dinner with friends, family. So that website, uh, again, um, allrecipes.com, um, about Thanksgiving menus for beginners to experts. Um, first thing that it talks about, you know, you want to go sh- shopping. You definitely, right now, if you have not already gone shopping to go get your whatever protein you're going to have, whether it be turkey, ham, you know, chicken, whatever that special meat that you would normally have on a Thanksgiving holiday time. It should have been done at least two weeks prior to the holiday. And that will help you beat the holiday rush. Um, you, If you want to, you could even probably freeze, I think, which is kind of interesting to me, and I, I never thought about that, but, you know, freeze... Uh, they have a recipe for a yam casserole. A yam casserole. Hmm. Maybe it's called something different by other neighborhoods and cultures. <laughs> but uh, they said that you could make it and freeze it. And then during the time period of you know, presenting your meal, um, you could definitely take it out and then put it in the oven. But I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So, again, two weeks in advance, you want to be out there making sure that you have purchased uh, your bird or meat or whatnot, because that's important. What is Thanksgiving without having some type of protein? Meat. Meat. So, you know, you have to do that. But uh, aside from other things, I mean, not only will you have you'll beat the holiday rush, but you'll probably get a better price on the meat. Um, you know, as it gets closer and closer to the holidays, um, you know, prices start to change a little bit to the desperate folks that need to get some t- something on the table. Um, and I don't know, maybe do grocery stores really do that on purpose? Or they just realize supply and demand. The less birds there are, people are going to pay for them. Maybe. You never know. (laughs) So that's why you're supposed to get out there and get it early. 
Next, you know, and they're, they're really making this very simple and easy. Um, two days before, you know, Thanksgiving, you want to place the, you know, in this case, we're going to say turkey, the bird, the prize bird, uh, in the refrigerator so that it thaws. Um, the larger the bird, or the larger the turkey, um, you know, it's going to probably take another day or so. Uh, so, you know, suggested on here is that birds larger than 12 pounds will normally require three days to thaw. So if there is a special way <laughs> that anyone out there knows how to thaw a bird in less than three days that is over 12 pounds, please let me know and maybe even allrecipes.com so that they can make a correction. <laughs> I don't recall... You know, it ever not taking that long. But, you know, I always have left it to my father to get the bird or. Now, I'm not sure if there's some place here in Minnesota. I won't say Minneapolis, but if, if it's in Minneapolis, believe me, I would so do it. Um, if there were a live turkey or uh what, what would you know? What would you call it? I mean, I guess a butcher. Because in Los Angeles they have something like that. Literally, you it's a it's a butcher. I mean, you have all the different types of meats and everything. And in the back there are live turkeys, and and chicken. But you can go in there and make a request and say, Hey, I'd like to get a fifteen pounder or, you know, something larger. And sure enough, they will. Uh, whatever they will prepare the bird for you uh because again they are live so just know that yeah you will probably have to wait a little bit while they prepare the bird but you it's fresh you don't have to thaw it but see that's most likely that occurs on in christmas i guess the christmas holiday um that's when i'm used to seeing when my parents go down there um you know, so shout out to Normandy and Exposition in Los Angeles, <laughs> folks. If you know Exposition and and uh, Normandy and Exposition, it is uh, the chicken place, turkey place, is right across the street from a school. Memories, all memories. Anyway, I'm saying all of that because I wish that there were some place, if someone knows of some place similar to that. Here in Minneapolis, um, where you don't have to worry about purchasing a bird that is frozen. You could get one that is live. It's fresh. Uh, literally, I mean, you can, even if you got it probably two days before, um, you could definitely keep it in the refrigerator. Uh, maybe even if you're going to do some type of marinade, definitely begin to marinate, marinate that. Um, you know, prior to two days before you really want to cook um, that bird or prepare the bird. And then, trust me, that when I say the taste is so much different than having one that was frozen and then, of course, thawed. I mean, the difference of having a fresh... And you could tell that, tell that even with chicken. You know, chicken is m much more accessible you know, for, at least I think here in the cities... But going with a turkey, 
it's it's much different when you have it fresh rather than frozen and that's not a knock on for on frozen as well um or i'll say pre-packaged rather than frozen yeah i'll, I'll keep saying pre-packaged so that you know you still get a good um turnout of that pre-packaged bird that was refrigerated <laughs> to the live one so just keep that in mind if you're out right now and you're probably doing your shopping because hopefully yesterday was payday for folks <laughs> um don't go out and spend it on <laughs> uh you know the holiday season of shopping the day after <laughs> thanksgiving be with your families buy enough food <laughs> or else you know invite somebody else in that doesn't have the opportunity to either be with their family and friends we'll talk about that a little bit later but moving on uh about how easy your menu could be if you're it's the first time that you're doing thanksgiving you know definitely want to take care of your bird um make sure that it's about you know it's thawing um, then you want to make, and they're again saying two days before Thanksgiving. You know, your next thing you want to do is cranberry sauce. Now, I know some friends that they are actually they would do their own cranberry sauce, and you know I appreciate that so much more than the canned. And, and I know the canned can be very convenient, and it could definitely help things along a whole lot quicker. But when you're doing the cranberry sauce from scratch, uh, it's it works out so the the taste that it gives you when you're putting it on ham or adding it to you know when you cut a slice of of the turkey, whether it be especially the breast actually, you cut a nice buttery slice uh, and then you know layer that cranberry sauce right on top of the turkey or your ham uh, and then you cut use your knife and cut it and the taste when you are putting it in your mouth is just amazing so your cranberry sauce try to do it you know it's not hard it's not difficult cranberries are available right now you can most likely find them at a number of different grocery stores i remember seeing them last week at aldi shout out to aldi that's not a plug. That's not a sponsorship. <laughs> that's just, I saw it at Aldi. That's it. <laughs> I'm quite sure that Cub uh, and other uh, local grocery stores, Kowalski's, Lunds, and Byerly's, have even packaged whole cranberries that you can, you know, do that from scratch. Add a little bit of sugar, some water. And sometimes not even, you know, any sugar. Just have that reduced down in some water um, to, and uh, a little bit of salt. Uh, a little bit of salt. You know, remember, cranberries are tart. So what you're trying to do is um, draw out any type of moisture and some water that's already in the pan. Um, letting it reduce. Um, you know, you're not mashing the cranberries. Again, you're just allowing it to simmer in that water and then you know for it to thicken you know prepare that again two days before thanksgiving uh, next would be if you're baking anything definitely start preparing those 
and you know they have a suggestion here of doing baked pecan bars um and they you know i think pecan bars are very they're simple um they are a number of recipes that can be found online um but you could prepare them ahead of time which is what they're suggesting and then store them in a, you know, a plastic container or just wrap them um, with maybe parchment or wax paper and then just keep it in a cool and dry place so those are the things two days before uh, moving on to the day before and you're thinking okay well dang the day before was like what exactly am I going to be doing the day before well you know the day before you know, there are so many people that do mashed potatoes um, you know, and stuffing. Stuffing, I don't know about, I, I'm not too sure if I agree with them on the stuffing because uh, for me, I want the stuffing to be hot, fresh, and as though it were just made that morning. Here they're suggesting, you know, making the stuffing and then storing it in the refrigerator. And again, this is the day before, day before. Uh, you want to also do mashed potatoes and store them in the refrigerator. But see, again, you're thinking or we're discussing making it an easy menu and easy for you. Um, easy or for beginners because you don't want to have to be running around while your guests are showing up or your family's there. You want to make it uh, very just flow very naturally so that, hey, it's in the oven. I don't have to worry about really doing any type of preparation the day of. Most times, anyway, your family is going to either show up the night before or the day of. So if you're able to get all of that out the way, it will give you the opportunity to sit and talk and catch up and as always on every show uh, I always mention how important it is um, about food uh, how it brings people together and during a time you know of near the ending of the year and when the holidays are, are coming up uh, people begin to they really think about their family members and friends and loved ones just in general um, why not take the time to, you know, make sure that you don't have to worry about busying yourself or ha being overly anxious about if something's going to be done properly, you know, especially the day when you are supposed to be sitting and talking and laughing and carrying on about loving on your family. That's the importance Yes, this making having the discussion about, you know, beginners menus for Thanksgiving. It's nice and all, but there's a purpose behind it. You want to be done with all of those um, those little tasks. They're important tasks because, hey, it's food. <laughs> but, you know, more importantly, you know, it's a time for you to be with your families. So there are a few other things that they're mentioning, and then we'll we'll just kind of go through them. It's like preparing pumpkin cream pie. Now, see, they're giving their own suggestions and and so forth on what to prepare. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be pumpkin cream pie. It could be apple pie. For me, it would be bread pudding. Yay. Um, and I, I may have to actually bring in bread pudding and. I don't know if anybody at the radio station likes bread pudding. Uh, 
I am not saying that my bread pudding is the best and most wonderful thing in the entire universe, just in my world. Uh, I know that my, especially my parents, uh, my father specifically, uh, when I kind of learned the recipe from him, it was okay, I could do this and not have any type of issue. Um, but I like to put my own spin on it, add a little bit of something else to it. So I will, of course, you know, put extra. Uh, there's a lot of condensed milk in my bread pudding. Um, I'm, I'm steering away from the menu a little bit from what they have on here because they're set, they're talking about other stuff too. But I'm like, I'm throwing in bread bread pudding out there to folks. Bread pudding, apple pie. Uh, if you're not familiar with, <laughs> it, it, don't worry. It only sounds it only sounds bad. Dump making a dump cake or peach cobbler. Uh, you know you can make those the day before and have that set aside you know you could always either warm it up well you know the regular pies you can bread pudding though dang you want to have the bread pudding the day of when it comes out of the oven or you want to have you know after you've already cooked your turkey or ham or whatnot you put the sweets in the oven and while you know the aroma of the actual meat and potatoes and greens and everything is all permeating in the house then you want to have that aroma of sweetness to roll over you not that you are going to roll over like on the couch or something but yeah but you want to have that aroma that entices you and lets you know that tryptophan is not going to take over. <laughs> You're going to stay awake for this. You have to stay awake for whatever is in the oven that is smelling so wonderful and so delicious. So again, day before, bake your pastries, your sweets. You know, Yes, they talked about mashed potatoes. If you really want to go easy, you could always go you know, to a grocery store and get mashed potatoes. No one will ever know. Just add little chives to it. Chop up some chives. Throw throw it in the mix. Um, maybe add a pat of butter extra. Sometimes if you want to add even some garlic powder to it. Not too much because not everybody likes garlic as much as others. Doctor it up a bit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You could still, no one would ever know. <laughs> I'm making light of it only because, you know, as a beginner or someone that's never done it, you don't want to be overwhelmed. Because, yes, there are other ways that you could make mashed potatoes and prepare other things as well. Adding more cream or add, just, you know, doing the potatoes, adding cream, adding sour cream, adding cheese, adding other ingredients that would make it more fanciful but for a beginner make it easy for you make it simple don't worry no one's going to fault you for it at all if anything they're going to appreciate the fact and the effort that you put into it 
and know that you're doing it out of love not out of any type of adoration so moving on night before yam casserole that we talked about which I'm thinking is probably just candied yams really you know unless of course you put like the mushroom uh, mushrooms sorry not mushrooms marshmallows but see that you know candied yams marshmallows mushrooms no the yeah mushrooms no not in candied yams that was definitely a mistake it was a slip of the tongue <laughs> cuz it meant marshmallows anyway you want to put that in the refrigerator to thaw uh, the turkey gravy again night before um, and this was what you were when you you probably have started uh, more how would I say it folks that really do cook food they will do their gravy the day of because they're using the renderings from the turkey so again yeah we're trying to make this easy for you especially if you're a beginner and you are not you're not you know an advanced cook but you know how to get in there and prepare you know so there are products that are at the grocery store (laughs) that you can purchase and just add, you know, probably another extra ingredient or two to this product that would make it a suitable turkey gravy. Or you could buy it out the can or uh, out of a jar. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Nothing wrong with it at all. And, you know, it does say, you know, you could always put that back in the refrigerator until you're really ready to pour that over maybe in a gravy boat uh, and then put it in your mashed potatoes or over your mashed potatoes making a nice ladle in the mashed potatoes and then pouring it in the ladle area slowly watching it drizzle over that mound of mashed potatoes and then adding a little bit of pepper and maybe a pat of butter are you getting hungry? You should be. You should be. Thanksgiving morning, though, this is where you're going to really start cooking your bird. And you're going to have to preheat your oven. They suggest, you know, 325 degrees. And you're just going to have to follow the directions on the turkey, most likely. Or, you know, uh, internet please don't try to do uh, deep frying especially if you live in a apartment complex it doesn't work very well and it will turn to disaster <laughs> you would not want that roasting your turkey is just is so much better uh, especially if you don't have any experience and you don't have the equipment just roast roast it It'll take a little bit of time, but that's okay. 
there are other points that they're mentioning about letting it sit for 30 minutes before you start carving. So as you can see, we've already kind of jumped ahead and uh, to, you know, the bird is already prepared or has been in the oven. You know, and however, again, long it indicates that you should roast that uh, size of a bird. You know, we're already there. It's now about to be on the serving platter, maybe with some potatoes and asparagus, maybe asparagus wrapped with bacon, maybe some onions and bell peppers or around your turkey. And you're seeing the legs and thighs and the wings glistening. And maybe even a pat of butter is slowly sliding down the center cut of the bird. Again, I'm here to help make you hungry <laughs> and still talk about how you can make this an easy process for you. You know, I'm always going to talk about uh, food in a, a certain fashion that is creative and helps feed the mind's imagination. But I am talking about food, though. What are you going to do Thanksgiving morning else? I mean, other than sit around and really start to eat. I mean, you're going to be talking. Might even be, you may even have breakfast. Might even have breakfast, you know, that morning. You know, before, you know, later on in the afternoon when you're starting to carve the bird or dish, start to dish up any type of real hearty portions. I think a number of friends here in the in the cities, uh, when I first came here, they would start with a, a brunch or early breakfast. And they would start early, like 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock, which I thought was, that was cool. No, but what do you do? I mean, are we, do you go from maybe one friend's house to another? And then you come back to that original, that starting point, <laughs> friends, and ask, <laughs> is the food ready? Is the food done? I don't think I've ever done, I don't think we've, I think it's always been my, because my father has been the one that's been cooking. He's always invited everyone to our house it's always been my mother waking us up at six o'clock in the morning hey people are coming over i need to make sure that my house is clean and we probably our house is clean my mother i love my mother very dearly but when we were younger it would appear that every saturday was spring cleaning for my mother <laughs> so you know, mid or about the holiday time frame, when my father's cooking, the only real area of concern really would have been the kitchen and maybe the dining room, but the kitchen specifically. My mother did not have to worry about the rest of the house, but we definitely had to clean. So it's not. It is not that we were of at a loss of things to do. She found things 
for us to clean. I'm I'm thankful that we don't have to do that. Or, you know, we're grown. We all have our own places and everything. And I think we've learned our lessons. Love you, Mommy. I know you're in Los Angeles. During this time period, I have to say that uh, I do miss my family. Um, it's a different type of atmosphere um, when you are away uh, from your family, uh, your immediate family. Um, I am very thankful for friends that are within the cities that have, in effect, adopted me. So I am not, if you would, alone during these times or of the year, of the holidays. If I don't go home and cook with my father, I am over at a friend's house. So again, I'm thankful for that. What are you thankful for? I know some of us are have on Facebook, you know, 10 days of Thanksgiving or 30 days of Thanksgiving, whatever the case is. Um, what are you thankful for? What will you be doing uh, during this holiday season um, to show that you care? Because this is a time of caring. And what better way than to cook for folks, invite them over, have conversations, just sit and chat for a, a bit. Remember, food brings people together. And that's what we want to do during this time. Uh, It's important for us to consider one another, not just because, you know, of the holiday season, but, you know, it does actually help and it kind of allows us to focus more on caring about people. So that's what we want to do. Food is a... acts as a conduit of making people happy and bringing them together and you know if it means you know sometimes probably inviting somebody that you're not familiar with over to break bread with you why not do that make a new friend this is not a a a therapy session Maybe it is because I'm talking about food and whatnot, and it probably helps others to get into the mode of caring. But we have more food that we've got to talk about. And I want to mention, you know, that I've had an opportunity to go to St. Louis Park. And I, I say that an opportunity to go. There was a new restaurant or a new, yeah, I'll say restaurant. Uh, if you're familiar or not familiar with the West End, shops at West End, again, in St. Louis Park area, um, there's a showplace icon and a number of restaurants. And it's a nice area. Uh there was a previous restaurant that was called Toby Keith's. I I have not had not been there. I missed the opportunity, but it has been actually replaced by another restaurant, 
which just seems so much fun. Um, it is Punchbowl Social. And again, that's Punchbowl Social. And this is, it's a company that has a number of, if you would, of their restaurants in different cities. And recently, last week, Saturday, they had a grand opening. A grand opening that I just thought was really awesome because although tickets were you know being sold or were for sale 100% of those ticket sales were actually going to a great organization um, which is nokid.org now if you're not familiar with nokid.org uh, they are a nonprofit organization uh well, and I apologize. That's nokidhungry.org. They're a nonprofit organization that makes sure that makes sure that uh, children are not hungry. Uh, they, you know, neighborhoods, communities. They are pulling together in different ways, and whether it be through restaurants uh, that are having events, as you know, Punchbowl Social did uh, or by other avenues um, you know raffles and so forth these proceeds from Punchbowl Social 100% of those proceeds went to um, nokidhungry.org or to that organization so you know their mission statement for No Kid Hungry no child should grow up hungry in America, but one in five children struggles with hunger. Um, they are encouraged. The organization encourages, um, you know, sharing our strength. That no kid hungry. Their campaign is ending childhood hunger in America by connecting kids in need with nutritious foods and teaching families how to cook healthy, affordable meals. Um, and you, they also work in trying to help surround kids with healthy foods uh, wherever they live, learn, and play. So, in the past, I've you know always referenced some type of social um, message regarding neighborhoods coming or community gardens, um, food organizations within your local community to make sure that they are bringing healthy, nutritious foods to young children or and to families um, you know especially if they are missing the opportunity to have those nutritious foods because of whatever their circumstance not having a vehicle to perhaps get to a you know a grocery store that offers fresh fruits and vegetables um, you know that the, those areas are of course you know, we've talked about on my show in the past are food deserts um, and we want to make sure that we are supportive to organizations such as No Kid Hungry uh, or Twins, uh, Twin Cities Mobile Market um, that make it their point um, and their mission uh, to bring nutritious foods um, to their communities. But 
you know, going back to the actual event that I had gone to, which I was so, I was very privileged um, to actually be there. Um, of course, it wasn't, you know, by invitation, it was something that I had noticed on, online. And then, of course, going out to uh, the organization to find out where the proceeds are going to, I felt um, even more compelled to go. But the restaurant itself um, offers some amazing, amazing food. Um, and again, as I mentioned, the tickets um, that were uh, for sale, they were going, uh, the 100% of the proceeds were going towards nokidhungry.org. But when you purchase your ticket, um, they gave you an opportunity to have unlimited uh, food samplings of things that they offer on their, on their menu. And j just some really amazing uh, foods. Uh, I know that we, you know, f a number of friends, well, two friends and I had gone and it's a very unique space because it, it not only is it family oriented because there's ski, it literally is a social setting. You have ski ball, foosball, uh, there's a bowling alley, there's karaoke that's also uh, there uh, at the restaurant as well. But just the fact that you have you have everyone in a social setting they're very casual but the food is um just amazing it's on point um i know that we had sliders when we were coming in they were offering sliders they had a cream a creamy blue cheese bruschetta that uh, was you know being presented to folks as they were coming in um they which was just delicious because I, I I love blue cheese. I don't like it when it's too crumbly, but this was, it seemed as though it was blended very, very smoothly. And so to be on the bruschetta uh, with the t tomato and some basil and then that blue cheese and to have that uh, as an appetizer or as a bite uh, before um, getting additional um, you know, items that from the buffet that they offered was just the awesome starting point. They had uh, what's referred to as Little Street Tacos. Little Street Tacos, this was um, carnitas um, in, uh, I forgot what the name of the sauce was. I'm surprised at that. But it was carnitas uh, and hmm, there was a sauce that was on it. I know later later on my friends are going to be like, don't you remember the sauce? I'm like, no, I don't remember the sauce. They'll probably tell me later. Most likely they'll tell me later. They better. They better tell me later. <laughs> I think if I could, I could probably find it, though. There's another restaurant that I'm going to tell you all about in a minute. But, you know, this one, um, again, this was just a perfect setting uh to be to be in um, because it gave you an opportunity to try so many different um samplings there and and it's not just uh, they have a vegetarian um type of uh, portion of their menu there's also a gluten-free uh they, and uh, honestly i i like hummus but um black bean hummus um it was black ip hummus 
I did not think I was going to like it at all. Um, and the way that they prepared it, presentation for me is everything. So the way that they prepared it, small little cup with tomatoes and a cucumber and uh, you know uh, some kettle up. Uh, the kettle chip so again remember that these are sample sizes and so forth so you know it's just giving you a taste of what is available uh at um, the venue um, yes it is a venue or a restaurant that offers um adult beverages but they also offer beverages for um for young people for you know children families again it is a family um environment and atmosphere but what makes this fun, too, is that really they mean that it is a punch bowl. Um, yes, you could have a single you know, serving of a particular drink or whatnot. But punch bowl, an actual punch bowl is, if you want, is brought to your table with the drink of your choice. Which, again, is just really awesome because... You know, who doesn't like to sit around a punch bowl and just like pour your own drink or whatnot? I, I know I do. <laughs> um, they had now I have to say, and I promised that I was going to talk about this. Um, you know, I'm looking at some pictures that I had taken. So if you're interested in finding out specifically um, some of these different items that were are being served or uh, that they served that for the event on that day. Go out to my Facebook page, the Unbuji Foodie, and um, check out uh, you know, uh, the date of November thirteenth um, when I place that uh, that in uh, those pictures out there um, to to share. Uh, but I'm looking at a specific photo that I took that has collard greens, um, fried chicken, a large large cut of ham, uh, <laughs> which yeah the. Um, I want to say the chef, uh, the carver. That's that's better. The carver was like, "Hey, you're the last one. I'll just give you this piece." I'm like, "Oh, wow, thank you." But I'm going back to the greens. Whoever prepared, showed them how. Whatever, whoever prepared those greens, I would like to shake your hand. I would like to thank you for knowing how to season it well you could actually taste it was flavorful there was you know how some greens are kind of like uh mush sorry um i'm being real about that uh and they might just be watery you get a whole lot of water and it seemed like maybe the there was the seasoning that was probably in it either dissipated when it hit the water or was mixed in and it cooked too long whatever the case is these greens i have to say were so amazing uh and very consistent it wasn't like oh you got a you know some flavor here in this portion you know if you, you from of the of the greens or it was too salty it wasn't it was perfect i can't even express how wonderful these were and i know some people say that my eyes light up or i get kind of excited when i talk about food but you have to really appreciate that if you've had greens from whomever uh now of course i'm not talking about people's parents or whatnot but if you've had greens and you know 
your what your standards of your my greens the greens that i have have to be at this level they'd have to be they have to taste this certain way and it has to be seasoned with either bacon or or ham whatever i was highly impressed and i think anyone that goes there and decides to have greens as a side or with their meal will be truly truly impressed there were many other um, items that were there. They had ribs. Uh, there were chicken wings. Um, and these weren't just simple, uh, oh, yeah, anyone could serve chicken wings. There, It was uh, uh, cilantro honey um, on the chicken wings. The There was coleslaw that was available. So the restaurant itself is going for a southern-style uh, cooking feel. So you will find... Uh, again, as I mentioned, fried chicken, greens. I didn't. Someone asked as I was going through the process of, you know, the list of the things that are there. Uh, what about cornbread? I did not see cornbread. Now, maybe because they didn't serve any, but I didn't see any there. So I will have to do some more investigation and research. And you know how I love to do research, <laughs> especially when it comes down to food. But definitely, uh, if you get an opportunity, make sure that you check out, um, you know, uh, uh, Punchbowl Social. Um, they, again, are located in St. Louis Park. Um, and that's, I believe, um, 181 uh, Park Place. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, and that's, you, you really can't miss it. Really can't miss it. There was one other restaurant, again, that I mentioned I was going to mention, um, and that is Ice House. Now, I'm not sure if anybody knows about Ice House or, well, when I say anybody knows, I'm quite sure that you probably know about Ice House, but I'm saying going there and to actually visit this venue. To visit this venue was amazing. I had the opportunity uh, to go with two other individuals that I met while I was at, you know, many weeks ago, the Battle of the Food Trucks. And that just shows you the power of communicating, uh, you know, your ideas, if you would, <laughs> to the universe. Uh, true enough, I was actually doing kind of a live broadcast at the moment, but two other in really nice individuals um, came up to me and started giving me suggestions and we just talked a little bit more and they offered me uh, an opportunity to you know attend a 10 course meal now this 10 course meal at uh, at the ice house is phenomenal i i just have to say there's no way that i could describe uh i can't find the words i really at, was at a lot at a loss for words because this this food was so delicious and again it took you on a, a taste journey uh of these different foods from the uh from the appetizers through to you know we in the middle of this 10 course meal we had a palate cleanser uh, which again was an apple sorbet uh, on a, a cranberry foam uh, and a caramel crumble. So after you're having, you know, all of these different appetizers, and then you get a palate cleanser, you know, you know 
I don't know if you want to, what do you call it in the middle? I don't think you really call it anything other than, you know, something that helps clean your palate. But it was, it was amazing. And then we moved on to the larger entrees, root vegetables, um, and uh, the different, the various sauces. And, and that specific one was blue cheese and how, uh, you know, it was, they were roasted and I, it's, you really have to experience it to under, to truly understand, but the price is phenomenal. So again, it's it, that was a ten course meal. And you're probably thinking, okay, that was that's kind of a lot. Don't be intimidated by that because the sizes are perfect for just giving you a taste of a number of the items that are on the menu. So at forty dollars, you're getting this ten course meal of fabulous tastes. From the again the appetizers all the way down to the dessert and I wish I had more time to describe more of the different dishes but you, again you can see it on my Facebook page uh, with descriptions um, or yeah I'll have to put more descriptions on there I, I see but again, at forty dollars, the price was perfect. Uh, the atmosphere uh, in the restaurant was was fitting for either an intimate setting or uh, you know to have you know an evening by yourself or with a loved one. But we have come to the end of our, the show, and I will promise you more information will be provided on ice house uh, i will talk about it a little bit more next week because they have different options which is the five course meal as well for 25 dollars. now remember these are going to be going up unfortunately on december 1st so the five course will be 30 dollars, and then the 10 course will be 50 dollars. but trust me you can't go wrong as always, you know, when you get talking about food, it starts to run away from you. Wow. Just realize that. <laughs> but as always, as I end the shows, I want to encourage everyone uh, to remember that be your own type of foodie and not let anyone tell you what type of foodie uh, to be, because really it is all about the food. Thank you so much for listening this week. Um, tune in next week when we'll be talking about more uh, and different and exciting restaurants within um, the local area. Um, we appreciate you listening here on WEQY. I am once again your host, the unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright. And until next time, peace. Peace.